Welcome back to The Generalist, where we take a deep dive on today's top podcast genres, one at a time. I'm Nidia Serrano, Vice President of Sales Marketing at SXM Media, here to reveal all the best industry insider advice for advertisers. Today, we're talking about the future of podcast content specifically and what's coming next. So far this season, we've only touched on the world of podcasts as we know it. Interviews, documentaries, conversations, but this is just the beginning. We're talking scripted dramas, deeper, more interwoven partnerships, and seamless integrations. The best part? Opportunities are endless for both creators and advertisers. Exciting, right? Let's dive in. So who's doing the good work of combining audio and fiction? We spoke with one such pioneer. Hi, I'm Jared Goodstat, CEO and founder of Audio Up Media. Our company is trying to disrupt the music, film, and TV space all at once by using the podcast medium as a gateway drug to get people into incredible stories with very rich soundtracks and uh, utilizing some of our frequent collaborators across the film, TV, and music space to bring to life dimensionalized uh, stories that are meant to entertain, make you laugh, make you scared, or um, enlighten you. Think of it as Pixar for your ears. Jared and his team created scripted podcasts and work with artists, some very famous, to create music for it. And Jared came to the realization early on that entering the world of audio fiction could be big. Television was sort of peaking in a weird way. And people were at peak screens. Audio was becoming more and more ubiquitous than ever before. You know, I saw the value of catalogs on the DSPs, the value of music in all these platforms like Pandora and SiriusXM. And one of the biggest things that I started to recognize was that podcasts had an opportunity to become almost more important than television or become the internet of audio. And um, I basically took the ability of music first entertainment and started to write scripts around it. Aside from just really wanting to make music and tell stories, the margins in that moment brought us to 75% margins on the project to date. So we spent about $200,000 making a record and a podcast. Sometimes that goes up, sometimes that goes down, depending on you know, who we're working with. And I said, that's a good business. And that's really the origin of Audio Up. Our ability to cut through the noise and grab earned and um, paid media into a, a cohesive strategy really is the secret sauce. You know, we rarely work on something that doesn't get awareness in some way, shape, or form. AudioUp has linked huge celebrities and musicians across every genre with all kinds of brands for their podcasts and audio fiction pieces. But the question remains, what's coming next? I believe that the strategies and the shift from Podcast 1.0, which is all the stuff that we know and love, like news and reportage and documentary and true crime and moving into a world where it's a data-driven discovery for in the world of Netflix, Discovery, Disney Plus. We're hitting that, you know, it's being able to read the tea leaves with unscripted television. We're trying to basically be first in um, premium scripted uh, at scale. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people trying to figure out, you know, whether or not the model is sustainable with scripted. I think in order for it to be valuable. We have to have a lot of it. 
Now it's time to look toward the future with an SXM Media expert. I'm Taylor Palmer. I am the Associate Director of the Creative Services team over here for Studio Resonate. And essentially what I do is I oversee branded projects for podcasters. So anything that's a little bit more integrated, a little bit higher touch than a host-read campaign, that's really where me and my team get involved. It's important for us to remember where we started before we think about where we're going. Taylor explains. For a lot of, of folks who have been in the industry for a while, we've sort of seen cycles, right? It's It's been around for a little bit. There is, you know, it started with this uh, one-to-one kind of baked into the episode. Every single episode, you know, a host would grab a sheet of copy before they sat down to record. They would do their Squarespace ad. It would go into the episode and then it would live there forever and ever and ever, right? And then we sort of transitioned into a little bit more of a modern distribution technique with dynamic ad insertion. And now the cycle is almost going back to the start, focusing on what makes this medium so unique. Speaking to cycles and innovation, we're kind of narrowing back in on what made podcasts really special to begin with, which is the intimacy that that hosts have with their listeners. And right now, to me, innovation in podcasting really means kind of letting your hands off the wheel a little bit and giving your hosts an opportunity to connect with listeners on their own terms. Innovation in podcasting is, is understanding that your host is meeting people in different places. This person that sits down in front of this microphone to to record their hour-long episode of their show, they have other touch points with their listeners. So innovation in podcasting right now, to me, means really thinking about the ways that the people that you're tapping into as influencers reach people on the mic and off it. What Taylor talks about here is not so much in the realm of innovation as technology improvements, but rather innovation in mindset. What podcasting may require from brands and marketers today is really just an up in mind. It's like innovation isn't necessarily how the podcast is delivered to you or how the audio is delivered to you. It's how you're thinking about tapping into it. Like, I think that, yeah, calling it a mindset is a really cool way to to think about it. You really are asking somebody to take the bits and pieces about what they really understand about multi-channel marketing and figure out what is that red thread? What's the creative through line that exists in the Instagram, in the YouTube, in podcast, in however else this person like touches base with their fans? Because if you can create like a, a sort of a holistic connection there, if you can find something that really connects your brand to that host, then you can really like optimize by channel. And that connection that hosts have with their listeners is crucial to understand and work with if marketers want to connect with different audiences. We also understand that aligning with a host gives you a really solid chance to grow brand affinity, to grow the way that folks view you relative to your competitive set. So I think it is that mindset shift to saying like podcasting and working with audio influencers, like podcast hosts as a whole, that doesn't just accomplish one thing. It, it can accomplish many things if you're allowing yourself as an advertiser to get out of the, the sort of singular mindset that most podcast advertisers are in. So what does Taylor see as the next big thing? For one, he agrees with Jared Goodstead from Audio Up. Audio fiction will be huge. I think that there's so much exciting stuff happening in the world of audio fiction and the idea that you can endemically place a product in a story. And then when people think about that story, they're going to think about your brand. So I think 
audio fiction right now is ripe for opportunity for brands to come in and innovate in storytelling and actually be a part of the story that listeners hear. Taylor knows that storytelling lands flat if the relationships behind the scenes aren't working. For brands, that means it's time to get the creative juices flowing. What I really hope to see is innovation in how advertisers create lasting relationships. What's the content that you're going to be bringing to every single episode of this podcast, right? Every single month, here's a feature that we're doing with this show. I think that getting outside of the standard media cycle, this upfront buying cycle, the quarterly buying cycle, the RFP cycle, whatever have you, I think the real innovation is going to happen in strategic planning alongside shows with an understanding that if you can find a a voice that really matches your brand's tone and reaches an audience of listeners or an audience of fans across channels that really works with who you want to connect with, I think the real innovation is going to happen in how we're thinking about approaching those. Building something that isn't just a 60-second mid-roll spot, that isn't just a a three-month campaign to hit a brand new product for you, but really thinking about how you can become a part of the DNA of a podcast, a part of the DNA of that listener and that fan's experience. Now let's take everything Taylor was just talking about and see it in practice from a major brand. My name is Brian Choi. I'm the Senior Director for Consumer Marketing for the Home Entertainment Division at Samsung. The consumer marketing team at Samsung for HE oversees our national marketing strategy, our communications and campaigns, media strategy, as well as major partnerships. Uh, home entertainment at Samsung is our TV business, our home audio business, uh, which is mostly our sound bars, as well as our branded memory business. When it came to Samsung's next big marketing push, Brian and his team needed a bit of convincing before getting into the podcast space. We were actually really, really skeptical. You know, when you're thinking about trying to advertise a television, which is a visual medium on an audio format, you know, initially we just thought like it wouldn't make any sense. How do you show a consumer what the experience is like? Because people really want to see that experience before purchasing uh, such a high involvement device. However, you know, at the end of the day, it's always going back to uh, finding our consumers and our shoppers where they're spending their time. It turned out that their target audience was. You guessed it, listening to podcasts. Generally, our consumer actually lined up pretty well with, for example, podcast listeners who tend to be a little bit older in terms of like age 25 to 54. I think we saw that like 55% of that age group was listening to podcasts. I think uh, just generally, I think podcasts, you know, we saw that listening is up over the past several years and, you know, it's an extremely engaged audience, et cetera. So we definitely wanted to make sure that we were testing it out. At the end of the day, we actually ran a couple of tests a couple of years ago and found that the results were actually much more positive than we were expecting them to be, which is why we started looking at podcasts as a preferred channel for us. Brian and his team were faced with a typical scenario. A new feature needed a splashy, headline-grabbing rollout. We've all been there. We were releasing a new service on our televisions. It's a pretty breakthrough service. It's called Gaming Hub. It's essentially where we bring all things about gaming to one place, uh, one central place in the TVs. It was when we were bringing cloud gaming directly to our televisions for the first time. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with cloud gaming, it essentially means that you can play like thousands of games directly through your TV without any console required. 
So this was a really interesting um, opportunity for us because we were also the launch partner for Xbox. Xbox launched their cloud streaming app exclusively to Samsung TVs before any other living room brand. So we had a really cool opportunity here to tell a compelling story. So, you know, we had a couple of things that we really needed to do through this activation. Number one is obviously drive awareness for the service itself. Uh, but number two was also to really demonstrate how easy it was to access these games. And then number three was just how amazing of an experience it was. So we had some you know, conversations internally and we had this crazy idea. What if we worked with Conan to bring back a beloved segment that he had called the Clueless Gamer? Clueless Gamer, for the non-Conan heads, was a segment on his Conan show back in the early 2000s, where Conan, who's a terrible gamer, will play with a tried and true gamer. It was hilarious. Now, that bit hasn't been aired for several years. And, you know, we thought, why not bring this back? It meets all of our objectives, right? We're getting the, the most clueless gamer to be able to video game without a console and do it in a way that I think was, you know, hilarious, um, as well as like demonstrated the product proposition in a very clear, simple way. Um, and then also like showcased how awesome the experience was. So like ended up checking a lot of boxes for us. So we had that idea. We pitched Conan's team about it. And then from there, you know, spoke with the Sirius XM folks about, you know, turning this into um, like a bigger opportunity because we didn't want to just put, you know, the bit back online, but we also wanted to make sure that we drove the scale that we needed with the audience that we needed. And, you know, Conan's podcast actually checked every single one of those boxes and, you know, just made a ton of sense for us. If you were a big fan of Clueless Gamer, you can thank Brian and his team for helping to bring it back. And as expected, the results were fantastic. Because I think it was such a beloved bit and the integration was, you know, pretty seamless in a way where, you know, people clearly knew it was an ad, but it didn't feel totally like an ad. We actually blew most of our benchmarks out of the water. We had, you know, really like double digit increases from a product awareness and product consideration perspective. And, you know, also when looking at it compared to our traditional media metrics, we actually blew all of those out of the water. So we we're really, really pleased with the results. The amount of brand love that we saw in, you know, like YouTube comments, et cetera, were just uh, really gratifying. Um, knowing that we did something that was uh, able to uh, do what we needed to do from a business objective, but also, you know, really delight that core consumer that we were going after in a way that, you know, added value for them and entertainment for them all at the same time. This whole episode is about trying to predict the future. So we had to ask Brian, what are you looking forward to? I'm sure that there's going to continue to be like, you know, innovative formats that are coming out, whether, you know, it's audio mixed with video or whatever it is. I think there's so many different formats that are emerging. But I'm also, you know, really excited about the ability to target, right? Um, you know, since it is a digital medium to be able to like, I really identify and go after your target audience, I think is really critical. And it's something that you know, the podcasts have allowed us to do. We do have more coming with podcast marketing this year. I'm not allowed to reveal what that is. So stay tuned. You'll see more from us. Whether it's finding fresh ways to bring creative ideas to podcasting or creating smart and thoughtful partnerships between brands and hosts, the future of podcast marketing and advertising is alive and well. The main thing to remember is to always follow and listen to your audience. They'll tell you where they are, and more often than not, 
they're listening to podcasts. I'm Nidia Serrano, and this has been the innovative new formats episode of The Generalist. Be sure to listen to all the episodes in our series so you can get a deeper dive into the top podcast genres and how advertisers can make their mark.